Welcome to the Building Newfoundland and Labrador podcast, dedicated to exploring the interesting journeys of the people in the provincial construction industry. Presented by the Newfoundland and Labrador Construction Association, produced by Gale Force Winds. Join us as we chat with the inspirational individuals that ensure the continued growth of the construction industry and the province of Newfoundland and Labrador. And welcome to the Building Newfoundland and Labrador podcast. Very special podcast. This is the end of the gala night. And tonight we're going to be in conversation with the main award winner, the Hall, the Hall of Fame, Roy Parsons. Roy, why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself? Well, I was born in St. John's and grew up in St. John's. Graduated from Prince of Wales College in St. John's. Went to Memorial University and then... When I was doing engineering, I started wanted to study engineering. You had to go to Nova Scotia to get your degree then. So I finished my degree in 1965 and came back to Newfoundland and went to work in engineering work and in construction. And uh, around 1982, I, got, I specialized strictly in steel work, doing structural steel work and also engineering work. And I've been doing that for ever since. 1982. I, I've been doing engineering work, structural engineering work, since the uh, late 60s, really. So, uh, were you always your own company, or did you work for other people initially? Well, no. I went to work with my father, who has a small construction business initially, and then, uh, as I said, in 1982, then I, I, I became the major shareholder in Steel Fab Industries. And I was uh, owner of the engineering business, which I, which I still have an engineering business. Uh, the family owns, my family owns the, really the steel business. And we also have a business called W.H. Parsons Limited. W.H. Parsons Limited. W.H. Uh, Parsons was my father. So we set up a holding company which has, you know, real estate here in the city. And there's rental properties and residentials and stuff like that. So it's... There's a combination of mainly three companies that we own and control as a family. Wow. Yep. And how many family members are involved in the business? Well, it depends on which business and so on, but yep. it's primarily only four. Okay. Yeah, primarily only four people of the family. No, six now. Six now. Yeah, and Roy, uh, kids? How many kids? Oh, you have? well, I have one daughter and one son. Okay. My son's also an engineer, but he lives in England now. So he's uh, active in in a lot of different things. Actually, he's a, he's a specialist in designing and fall protection systems, and he works with a large international company called Key Safety. Okay. He's got a very important job with that. And, he's, and he still maintains uh, contact and ownership in these companies here in St. John's, right? Roy, For me, I'm, uh, I'm 80 years old now, and I still think I'm 50, you know? Roy, your son, Bill, yeah was in the Navy with Jerry and I. Yes, so that we, we served in the Navy with Bill. Yeah, he, uh, he did three years at, uh, at CMR, at uh, College of Air Royale, and then he went to, he did industrial engineering actually in Nova Scotia, and graduated yeah. in Halifax. Yeah. And he was in the Naval Reserves all that time. Right. Yes, and we served with him actually in the Naval Reserve. That's going back 35 oh, yeah, years yeah, now. Yeah, no. Now he's, uh, he's 53 now, and he's yeah. just as bald as I am, so. He got that family trait. <laughs> and daughter? What's your one daughter, my daughter Linda, she spoke here tonight too, yeah. 
she's 49 now. Yeah. So uh, she's in the business with us. Too. Right. She's managing director of the holding company, and she's actively involved with all the other businesses as well. So. Right. So and she has one daughter. So. Right. And Roy, I know that uh, your wife served on the board of the Children's Wish Foundation. Oh yes. I used to work at VOCM. I got to know your wife okay. back then. Yes. So. My name is familiar. Oh, that was, this, so you've given yes. to the community as well. Yeah, well, my wife and I, uh, both actually, but primarily my wife, were big volunteers with the Children's Wish for a long, long time. We were the first volunteers after Elmer and uh, Lloyd Matthews and uh, George Seabright when they started the Children's Wish Foundation in Newfoundland. My wife, who's a nurse, right, she said, you know, we should go support that. And we were the first actual volunteers. And my wife served as uh, chair president there very much many years. I guess for at least 20 years. We very familiar. Uh, well, the office was across from mine at VOCM, and yeah. Derek Deloosh was running the office. That's right. Uh, and your wife was chair, right? Yeah. She, she, served, incredible. On she served on the national board for a long time, too, right? So, a family that, you know, has a business, but also gives time to give back to the give community. Back oh, to the community. I, was, I was in uh, St. John's Rotary Club, past president of that, too, right? I was in that Rotary Club for over 25 years. And finally, I said, "Well, you know, it's time for some of the young fellows to do that stuff." But I, I you know, I was a Rotarian for a long, long time as well, right? No, I believe that, you know, uh, as I said, as I said that, you know, that people in the province who get an education should should not try to leave immediately. They should try to stay here and make a life here and contribute to the growth and development of the province. Because when, if we, if our brain power keeps leaving. We're going to be forever looking for brain power to come in. Same with our doctors. We're we got a medical school. We should, our doctors should be all staying here. We shouldn't. I mean, mm -hmm. this is this is a major problem. We've always had that problem, right? Yeah. Always had the same problem. Everybody thinks, so, oh well, I need to go. You don't need to go somewhere else to be successful if you have determination and you have the drive to become successful. You can be whatever you want to be. It doesn't, you don't have to go to Toronto. You can stay here in Newfoundland. I mean, I love to stay here in Newfoundland and drive around on my motorcycle and look around and say, there's people all over the world who would pay a fortune to, take, to see and experience what we take for granted every day. We take it for granted because it's right here at our doorstep. And know for a person who doesn't live near the ocean they want to be near the ocean we can go down anytime and look at the ocean and experience that it doesn't cost us a cent but there's other people they find they have to spend a fortune just to be I I'm, have a house that they live in three or three months of the year close to the ocean you know I mean there's so much in this province that we have everywhere and but we just don't it's so common for us that we don't appreciate it until you leave. Can you imagine, in, just think about during COVID now, most of us weren't living in big high-rise. What would you do if you were in Montreal, downtown Montreal, living in a 20-story condo building and you're not allowed to get in the elevator except two people at a time? Yeah. How are you going to get to your apartment? And you know what, a lot of people in these places suddenly realize how important it is not to mean those big high-rise condos. You Roy, know, you know you, what I'm saying? Uh, oh, I do. <laughs> Listen, you hit the nail right on oh, the head. Oh, man. Uh, Roy, tell me this. You're an avid motorcycle. Yeah. Always a Harley guy? 
pretty much, yeah. yeah. Not always. When I was young, I was driving the Triumph 3. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about why motorcycle is so important. Oh, well, listen, I'm also a pilot. I had my pilot license since I was 18 years old, right? Okay. So I'm also a private pilot. But um, flying, flying and motorcycle driving got a lot in common. There were, you can't do things quickly, you know. If you want, if, when you're at the controls, you have to just do them in a slow, methodical manner. You never, never move quickly. Same thing with an airplane. You never, you never try to turn the airplane quickly. You know, you take a slow approach. Slow. Everything is, is all controlled and even and, you know, and and same thing with driving a motorcycle. Really, same thing. I, just to bring it back to another thing I heard, you're a bit of an avid golfer, I hear. Well, I'm more of a curler than a golfer, actually. My Lord, curling, golfing? My, my wife and I curl for, well, yeah, I'd say at least 40 years, maybe more. And we didn't stop curling until we started going down to golf to Florida for uh, like five months of the year. I've actually curled in Florida. There's only <laughs> one place in Florida to curl. And, and we tried it out, but it was so bad. And was it ice or it was so? Was that, it was, no, no, it was, it was arena ice. It was arena <laughs> ice right? yeah, in South Florida. Yeah, down not too far from Miami, actually. And where they had the, where they play yeah. ice hockey, and they used to convert it to a to a curling rink, and they had the stones and everything there. The ice but, was challenged. But the ice was terrible. You couldn't you couldn't play a regular game. No. So we had to give it up. But we played. Yeah. Marion and I, she, we were very avid curlers. We. And, and even to now, I mean, we're well. If our health was a bit better, we'd still be both at it, right? But I cur I curl up until uh, I was seventy. I'm eighty now, so seventy-three. I guess seventy-two, seventy-three. Roy, you've had a, a wonderful journey. Got a oh, wonderful yes. family. Exactly. You're still very active. Yes. What's over the horizon for you? What's well? Next? Um, you had to stay active. I tell you, I, I read a book just recently that Dr. Sanjay Gupta wrote. And he said, you know, your brain, your brain is what controls everything you do. And you have to look after your brain as much as you look after any other part of your body. And one way is to go for a walk every day. Go for a walk every day. It doesn't seem like much. Go for a walk. And eat well. Don't eat, you know, I mean, you don't, you know. Sure, you can have a drop of wine, but don't drink too much wine and uh, that sort of thing. But Dr. Sanjay Gupta's book, I thought, was very good. It's called Staying Sharp, I think it's called. Staying mm -hmm. Sharp. And uh, it's very good to read this. Very good. And I thought, you know, that's really good. But what he says is, and I know, I mean, uh, you just think about it. The President of the United States now, he's 80 years old now, too. You can't say he's stupid. Just because he's 80 doesn't mean his brain at 80 is probably much better than 90% of the people in the United States because what was his brain like at 40? It may not be as good as it was at 40, but it's still better than most people who were, who were 80. Even though he's 80, his, his brain is still better than a 40-year-old brain, isn't Roy, it? Roy, that's some job to take on at 80 though, isn't it? What? Can but you imagine? Same, well, no, he realized that if he didn't, if he didn't take on that challenge, was there anybody else prepared to do it? Yeah. And this is where, like, uh, there's so many young, there's so many people who are older, 
when I say older, they're in their 60s, who say because you've been told, oh, well, freedom 55, you're supposed to retire at 55, or you're supposed to retire at 65. That's not true. Uh, you can retire whenever you want to, but a lot depends on your health. I'm very lucky because I got good health. I, you know, I'm very lucky. I don't even wear glasses. You two guys are wearing glasses. I don't even wear glasses. I wear them for sure. Now, I wear a little bit when I'm reading, you know, when I, when I have to read close up. I, yeah. can, I can actually read all this here now. My, my doctor said to me, he laughed when I had to go get my medical done for the driver's test, you know. He said, here, Roy, read, read that, will you? Which, I said, which line would you want? He said, no, the small one at the very top, so I started to read it. He said, okay, that's good enough. And then, then he said, look at all the, the ones with the color. And I said, oh yeah, well, I had to read this long ago when I was getting my pilot's so license. You can't be color blind to be a pilot. No. Right? But anyway, no, but uh, so a lot, a lot of it is staying healthy and staying active. You've got to stay active, 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 active. Well, you've had a wonderful life, wonderful journey. Oh, yes. What we often ask people who come on our podcast to leave the audience with a piece of advice. What would a piece of advice be from you? Don't stop thinking young. Think young all the time. Don't say, I can't learn how to use that iPhone, because why can't you learn how to use the iPhone? Well, you may not be able to, you, you won't learn how to do it as quickly as a 20-year-old or 15-year-old, but that doesn't mean you can't learn to do it. it. Simply means it takes you a little bit longer to learn to do it. So, you know, the world is changing around us so quickly. If as you age, you don't, you don't change and adapt, your brain becomes mute, it stops working. Your brain is what controls everything. I'm gonna, I wanna ask a question. You're so busy as a, as a business person. Is there ever a time that you felt overwhelmed with all the businesses, help volunteer work and everything you've been doing? And I think, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you why I'm asking this. There's going to be a lot of people in the Construction Association watch this. There's Stephenville projects ramping up. Oh, there's yeah. Argentia projects ramping up. Right. Uh, with that in mind, on piggybacking on oh. Alan's question, what advice would you have well, about staying know, in the moment and getting the job done? Do you know what bothers me? What? I, I'd love to be able to go over and start working with those people and on those projects. And I'm saying, well, now, yes, but, you know, are they going to look at me and say, what can he bring to this, uh, you know, what can he contribute? I don't know, but I mean the challenge is, the opportunities for growth and development of young bright minds in this province is enormous. But everybody thinks they have to leave Newfoundland to, be, to become somebody, but that's not true. That's not true at all, you don't have to. You just got to find out where you can find, where's the opportunities, right? One, the opportunities? one last question for you, Roy. NLCA put on a wonderful event here tonight and over the yeah. last three days. What does the NLCA mean to you? Well, that's really good because I was one of the founding members. I, I, I see the success of the association and what it does. It brings together so many people of all different, you know, uh, suppliers and contractors and generals and everything specialized and all that so I mean when we started there was probably only uh, when we started there was only 10 people this associate I was one when, when, did, when the association started there was 10 of us 
and we used to go to each other's home, homes. We'd, we'd host meetings and we planned it all out. And then when we finally said we're going to incorporate, we said we're going to have it as a Newfoundland and Labrador Construction Association. Now back then the province was only Newfoundland. It wasn't Newfoundland and Labrador, but we said we're going to have Labrador in the name. What year was that? Do you remember? That was 1968. Wow. wow. 1968. And, if, and we've got a new logo now, but the original logo which actually I designed, was two triangles that were locked together, one representing Labrador and one representing the island of Newfoundland. So if you, if you can find any of the old old logos, you'll see that that's the way it was, right? Now they've changed it since, I don't know why, but they did. But, um, so the, the association is supposed to be, bring people together to try and make the whole construction industry more efficient and more effective. That's the whole idea. But it also gives you the chance to socialize and interact and get to know each other better and come to trust each other, you know. As as Lloyd said tonight, well one thing there's one thing to be working with people, but what you don't realize is in the process of working with people you establish that personal bond with people. That happens anywhere, regardless of what industry you might be in, yeah. right? That's a, that's a natural evolutionary thing. Right? And that's a lot of what, what the association does. But the, asso the association, when, we, when it was started, was ten, 10 people. We didn't have any money, so we went to the bank. They said, well, you've got an association started, but you don't have any money. How much money do you need? We'd, we said, well, we need $10,000. They said, well, Okay, we'll give you a $10,000 line of credit, but we need 10 signatures each for $1,000 to start the, to back the line of credit. So the 10 people who started the association started, wow. started... For your own money on the line? Yeah, personal money. All of us, all of us did. Roy, been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Well, Thank you, for, very, very thank you well, for inviting me. Very well-deserved award. Well, thank you. A lifetime of service to your community. I'm not finished yet either. You're not <laughs> finished yet. No, I hope I can go for another five years or so. But listen, that's all in. That's all faith. I mean, you know, if my health stays good, I will. Peter, Peter, uh, what's his name? And uh, TV. I was going to say Zaski, but not Zaski. Not Peter. Mansbridge. Peter Mansbridge? No. Suzuki. Suzuki, yes. Suzuki. Peter Suzuki. David, David Suzuki. David Suzuki. They were showing him. He's finally said, okay, I'm going to pass the torch now. Yeah. But they were saying, and he said, well, I'm 86 now, he said, so I think I'm going to let somebody else do the show. And he's finally, his last year is going to be this coming season. David, he was on the other night. Peter Mansbridge. I didn't know, no, it wasn't Peter Mansbridge. Um, Anyway, they were they were in interviewing him, and he said, "Yeah." But he's um, he's another guy. His main his brain, see, is still good. Right? Suzuki's brain. He's got an eighty-six-year-old body, and his brain is a fifty-year-old body. Yeah, fifty-year-old brain. And most people, and this is where most people are different. You you go into most of these homes now, and you look at people and you say, "Well, they don't look all that old, but their brains are ninety. Yeah. So the brain and the body doesn't necessarily match. Right. Roy, absolute pleasure. Thank, thank you very much for your time, you, sir. Thank you for the podcast. I don't know if I said too much. Is this your first podcast? Yes. Thanks. We literally 
plucked him off the floor the moment he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. We've been speaking for 20 minutes now. I think it's time we let you get back in there. There's a lot of people want to talk to you. So thank you, Roy. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Please pass on our best to Bill. Oh, I will. Thank you for tuning in to the Building Newfoundland and Labrador podcast. Presented by the Newfoundland and Labrador Construction Association. Produced by Gale Force Winds.